0: The Lord be with you. with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. What? Glory to you, O Lord. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. and They were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing as you walk along? they stopped, looked downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word, before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those who us who then some of those who with us went into the tomb and found the things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, "Oh how foolish you are. how slow." of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke? Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then, beginning with Moses and all of the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. And as they approached the village to which they were going, he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us. For it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that while he was with them at table, he took bread and the blessing, broke it and gave it to them. When with that, their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, but he vanished from their sight. Then... They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us? while well, he spoke to us on the way and was opened the scriptures to us. So they sent out at once and returned to Jerusalem, where they found gathered together the eleven and those who with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then the two recounted what had taken place on the way. And how he was made known to them in the breaking of bread. The gospel of the Lord Praise, Praise you, Lord, Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. No, it goes without saying that here at Holy Family Parish, we have the most beautiful parking lot in all of town, by the way. I know you probably saw that when you came in. It's amazing. It's a big, beautiful parking lot. In fact, it's so beautiful that that it's actually pretty common for random tourists who come to town to knock on my door and say, Father... What a beautiful, amazing parking lot you have. And many people, will, if you ever come out, because I live right across the street from the parking lot, I just see tons of people just hanging around in my parking lot, just to hang out there. They love it. And one of, one of our young families, in fact, they just live down the street here. They use our big, beautiful, amazing parking lot, the dad does, to teach their five-year-old daughter, I, I know them well, how to ride her bike. It's beautiful because it's because it's a big, amazing parking lot, it's a big space, so and it's a beautiful sight. And you see this this scene play out. I'm sure you did this with your own kids. But the father on his own bike, and she's just starting to, to to get her balance down. She 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 can kind of hold her balance for a little bit. And so the father will ride around in a circle the parking lot, the big, beautiful, amazing parking lot. Most amazing in all of Portola. And then the daughter will slowly, clumsily just, just kind of follow along. And then the dad would lead her, and he'd periodically turn around, and the, the little girl will swing the handlebars as she's trying to get in her balance and trying to follow dad. And I'll just sit there across the street and watch them, the scene, play out. It's a beautiful scene because we all did this with our parents, many of us. Whether the dad realizes it or not, and whether you did or not when you were kids, learning how to ride your bike. Notice what was unfolding. The dad was saying to the little girl, follow my example. Follow me. I will show you the way to ride your bike. And the little girl, they, they, they do that probably once a week. She's getting better now and to the point now she can ride by herself. The dad no longer needs the bike. And like a little kid, when you master something, the joy on her face. Another one of our families during this whole lockdown. One of the things they started to do as a family, and it's a beautiful thing which I encourage as many people to do this, they're starting to pray the rosary as a family. They're starting to pray the rosary, in fact, It's taking root so much that the mother of this family, she's starting to pray four rosaries a day, (laughs) all four mysteries. When I heard that, my my heart just exploded with joy. Pray all four rosaries. I mean, that's hard to do. I don't care how pious you are. To pray four rosaries a day, it's hard. I have a hard time praying two, let alone four. But of course, she doesn't force that upon the family. Could you imagine the whole family praying four rosaries a day with two little kids? It's it's uh, it's impossible to do. So they pray at least one in the evening, and so the family gathers around around the bed. And now the husband is starting to 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 pick this up. And amazingly, without her without her encouragement, the dad of the family just started to kneel as they prayed the rosary. So imagine that that scene: mom and dad praying, two little kids. I think their ages are 13, and the youngest is I think 7 or 8, I don't recall. And when the dad started to kneel, the mom started watching the kids' faces. And the the kids would, as they were kneeling down, praying the rosary, they would lance up, not look at mom though, not look at mom. They would look at dad. And they saw dad kneeling. And so what the kids do? They knelt too. (laughs) Whether that dad and that family realizes it or not. And the kids pick this up, and then it's it's very intuitive. The dad was saying to the kids, follow my example. And especially for a young boy to see his father kneeling in prayer. Oh, what's the young boy going to (laughs) do? He's going to kneel in prayer like that because he grasps it. Follow Dad. Be like Dad. See, that's the power of a parent. Good and bad, don't they? they? Our kids tend to pick up our good habits and also our bad habits, too. It's part of life. But he's saying, look at me. In this heart of the Easter season, in these powerful powerful readings where the church now for the past couple of weeks have been meditating upon the pivotal events that followed the resurrection of jesus and this is a it's a, it's a confusing time the church because the, the disciples don't quite comprehend what's happening they don't quite understand the impact and the significance of all of the events that are unfolding before them and we see this perfectly in the gospel today famous famous story the disciples, two disciples, on the road to Emmaus. Notice now, as the story continues, it said that the disciples were walking, now notice this detail, Luke, the gospel writer, puts this in, so that they were walking towards Emmaus, which means they were walking away from Jerusalem. Walking away. And it makes sense because Jesus has just been killed. The disciples have been scattered. And it says they don't quite understand and they're walking away. And as they're walking away from Jerusalem, the Jerusalem, again, remember, the city of God. The city of encounter. And as they're walking away, walking confused, dumbfounded, all of a sudden the risen Jesus appears. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And Jesus, in disguise, asked, what were you talking about when you were on the way? And it said, look now. They said they looked down. Became, in a sense, depressed. They said, we were hoping that Jesus would be the one to redeem Israel. Notice the words that they use. We were hoping, meaning past tense, they had lost faith in Christ because of the difficulty of following the Lord. They had completely lost their faith. They had placed their faith in Christ and all of a sudden the Romans and then the, and the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin, they conspired and they killed him. Everyone is scattered. In their, from their perspective, everything is destroyed. And oh, is that not us. When it gets hard, what is always one of the first temptations when the Christian life gets hard? We walk away, don't we? We walk away. Or put it another way, when life gets hard, when life gets busy, one one of the first things that we stop doing, we stop praying. Happens to priests all the time. You hear this from my brother, priest will, will, will say this, that when ministry gets hard, one of the first things that we stop doing is praying. And we can rationalize it. Oh, I'm just too busy. I don't have time to pray. I got I to gotta do this. I got to do that. And then we forget the Lord. We walk towards Emmaus. And as they're walking away confused, it says that our Lord, he begins now to interpret the entire Old Testament through Him. Notice. It says that as they were walking along, a Lord began to explain, says, Oh, you, how foolish you are, the Lord tells them. How foolish you are, slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke. And He says, What's well, it not necessary that, that Christ should suffer to enter into His glory? And He began to to with Moses and all of the prophets, and interpreted them, that referred to him in all of the scriptures. In other words, the Lord said to them, look at me. Interpret everything, the entire history of salvation, your lives, everything through me. Look at me. And as he's explaining this, the the disciples here now, it says that their hearts began to burn within them. That everything began to make sense now. But notice here, our Lord doesn't simply just give them a Bible study. No. Because again, for us as Christians, the Christian life is not simply intellectual knowledge. It's not simply information that we learn. But rather, the heart of Christianity is an encounter with the living, breathing Jesus. It's a living encounter with the living God, not information. You want information, we go to the library. You want information, we just look it up online. No, Christianity is much more than that. And notice now what our Lord does again. As he gathered with them, it said that he takes the bread now, blesses the bread, breaks it, and gives it to them. See, this happened, by the way, on Sunday evening, all of the events here. This is Sunday evening. A couple days before that, this pattern of taking the bread, blessing it, breaking it, and then giving it, this famous formula began a few days prior, on Holy Thursday, when Jesus gathered with the twelve, gave them the Holy Mass the pattern of how now Christians should live. At the Last Supper, taking the bread, blessing the bread, breaking it, and then giving it That's Holy Thursday. A couple days later now, our Lord does the same thing. It was only through that, and this is why, for us as Catholics, the Holy Mass is the most important thing that we do. And while we must have a deep spirituality of the Holy Mass. Here, the center of our devotional life, the center of our prayer life, revolves around this holy, sacred altar. Because it is through here now, our Lord takes the bread, blesses the bread, breaks it, and gives it. It is through the Holy Mass now, through the Holy Eucharist, or the language of the Gospel, that it is only through the breaking of the bread are we able to recognize Him. Notice, our Lord again, powerfully, is what He says. That as He breaks the bread, that their eyes were opened, and they recognized Him. That now our Lord, through this special, beautiful sacrament that he left this church, that they see him and they encounter him in a radical new way. He says that the disciples say, Lord, stay with us. Right before their eyes were open, he says, Lord, stay with us. And Jesus fulfills that promise. He says, I will stay with you now. I will stay with you. Precisely through the breaking of the bread, the Holy Eucharist. This is now how our Lord, who says to his, his disciples here, and by, by, by extension, all of us, you want my presence. In your hard life, and all of your difficulties, you want me to stay with, with you. He says, I will stay with you. I will. Through the Holy Eucharist. This, my friends, our Lord says, look at me. Look at me. I am with you always until the end. And so, in a few moments, again, this pattern will unfold. The priest, myself, I will take bread, bless it, break it, and give it to you. Because right before us now, is the risen Lord who says to humanity, follow me. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.